Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that uh, you give us the Bible and that you teach us great things about yourself in it. I pray that you'll be speaking to us all now through your word, that we'll understand what you have to say to us. Amen. Okay, I want to ask you a question, and I need your responses, so I'm going to come around with a mic just to hear what you have to say. If you were the most powerful person in the world, the most powerful person in the universe, what would you do? What would you do if you were the most powerful person in the universe? Down the front, what are you going to do? Uh, I would um, probably um, help people. You'd help people. And make things better. That's a good thing to do. All right, who else? What else? Isaac, what would you, what would you do, mate? I would put rock climbing in the Olympics and end poverty. Put rock climbing in the Olympics and end poverty. Great. The, the top two priorities. Yes. What would you do? I'd buy lots of puppies. <laughs> You'd buy lots of puppies. Fantastic. Does everyone get puppies or do you keep them for yourself? Everybody gets a puppy. You get a puppy. You get a puppy. Everyone gets a puppy. You know the RSPCA is having a half-price puppy sale this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you can go get, um, you know, a full puppy for the price of half a puppy, which is good because a full puppy is better than half a puppy. All right. You've got one more thing to say. Um, to um, get Donald Trump out of the world. You would you'd give Donald Trump... A holiday. That's very kind of you. All right. Now, let me tell you, I have put a bit of thought into what I would do if I was the most powerful person in the world. And I am less virtuous than some of you and about the same amount of virtuous, virtuous, anyway, I'm about the same virtue as others of you. What I would do, the first thing I would do is I would make a law that every movie and TV show ever made has to be on Netflix and has to stay on Netflix. They're not allowed to take it off Netflix. That would be a law. The other thing I would do, I would make a law that anyone who chews with their mouth open goes to jail. That's another law that I would make. Yep. And uh, there, were, there are some more things that I would do. I would probably get myself a fighter jet and I would fly it around and just blow stuff up because I can, because blowing stuff up is great and I'm the most powerful person in the world. I would, you know, there's a law that every swan, every particular type of swan in England belongs to the queen. Did you know that? Well, I would make a law that said every potato in the world belongs to me. And any time I see any potato that I want to eat, I will just eat it. If it's on your plate, I'm taking it because I'm the most powerful person in the world. I would make a giant space projector and I'd put it in the sky and I'll project onto the moon my face. And I'd be going like this. And then that would be there all year round except for New Year's Eve when a countdown would turn up on the moon. And then at midnight... And wherever I am, we'd blow the moon up. And it'd be like the greatest fireworks ever. And then on January 1st, I'd send a team into space to rebuild the moon so we can blow it up the next year. That is what I would do if I was the most powerful person in the world. Now, what we're going to see in today's passage in the Bible is... Oh, man, I just lost my spot. 
is uh, what, what happens when there's another person who is the most powerful person in the world, most powerful person in the universe, what they do with their power. So this is what I'm going to read. It, it's from John chapter 13. It says this, It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who are in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he was returning, sorry, that he had come from God and was returning to God. So, so what does Jesus do when he knows that, he, that God has put all things under his power? He can do anything he wants. Like he could say to the disciples, guys, I'm the most powerful person in the world right now. You must all bake me a cake. Give me a high five. Like that wouldn't be too much to ask, would it, for Jesus? That'd be fine. Jesus could get himself a gold-plated helicopter and fly around and get everyone to come out and wave at him and be like, yeah, Jesus, you're the best because he's the most powerful person in the world. If he's Jesus, he's got all power in the universe, he could bring some dinosaurs back to life. He could create a new dinosaur. He could make the Jesusaurus Rex, and he could ride the Jesusaurus Rex around and kill his enemies if he wanted to, because he is Jesus, the most powerful person in the universe. What does it say that he does? So, when he is the most powerful person in the universe, so Jesus, this is what it says, so he got up from the meal that he was eating with his disciples, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. When Jesus is the most powerful person in the universe, instead of getting other people to do things, the good things for him, he chooses to serve those people. And what, G what happens in Jesus' day is that there were some jobs that were, you would, didn't do unless you are a servant or a slave. There are other jobs that you wouldn't do unless you're a very particular type of servant or slave. Like if you were a Jewish slave, there were some jobs you couldn't do because that was even too low for you. And the job of washing people's feet was too low even for... Oh, my voice just changed. That was amazing. Uh, the, the job of washing people's feet was too low even for a Jewish slave. It had to be a non-Jewish slave to wash people's feet. And Jesus, as he takes off his outer garment, is taking on the role of a servant. He looks like a slave when he does this. And washing people's feet in Jesus' day was disgusting because they were wearing sandals, they were walking around in dusty streets, and animals would walk around. And animals, they don't go to the toilet, they just... Do, they poop wherever they want. They just poop in the street. And human poop, they didn't really have proper sewerage systems, so everything would just run out into the street. So your feet could be super disgusting. And Jesus decides that he is going to get down on his hands and his knees and he's going to wash the feet of his disciples like a servant, like a slave. And Peter, it says he doesn't like this. He gets upset when Jesus tries to do this. He says, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus says to him, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. No, says Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus says, unless I wash you, you have no part. Teach me. 
Peter's upset because he's like, you can't do this, Jesus. You are our, our teacher. You're our master. You're, you're the one that we are meant to serve. You're not meant to serve us. And Peter gets upset with that. It'd be like if the queen turned up to your house and she's like, hello, we are going to wash your toilet. All the scummy bits I will be cleaning with the royal toothbrush. You'll be like, no, queenie, you can't do it. Elizabeth, sit down, have a cup of tea. Here's a biscuit. I'm going to clean the toilet for you. You don't clean my toilet. I clean your toilet. You're the queen of England. That is what it's like for Jesus to do it. You wouldn't let her do it. But he says to Peter, you have to let me do it. Because unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Because what Jesus is doing when he's washing the disciples' feet, he is washing their feet because their feet need to be clean, but he's showing them something important about himself. He's not just showing them that they need clean feet, but they also need to be clean themselves. And the only way they get clean is if Jesus makes them clean. It says in another part of the Bible, this about Jesus. This is in Philippians chapter 2, and I lost my spot before, so we'll see if I can find it again. There it is. It says this about Jesus. It says that Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus, when he became a servant, was showing them that he had always been a servant. And the whole point of coming to earth for him was so that he might go to the cross, which he was about to do in just a few hours, go to the cross and to die on the cross so that we might be washed clean by his blood. So that by his death, we can be forgiven for we get our sins and we can be brought into relationship with God. The only way we get saved by God is if we let God serve us in his son, Jesus. We need him to be our servant if we are going to be saved. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot wash ourselves. We cannot make ourselves good enough for God. We have to let him serve us because we are too unclean for him. It's our sin that separates us from him. And so when Jesus comes to serve us, then he is showing us also how we should treat each other. He says this uh, later on. Let me read it to you. He said, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent them. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. What Jesus is saying there is saying, just as I have served you, just as I have washed your feet, just as I have been your servant, now you need to go and serve each other. You've got to be willing to do the dirty jobs. You've got to be willing to care for each other because I have cared for you. I have seen people who have served me in that way, people who should be above me, should be more important than me, who have served me and been kind to me and treated me better than I deserve. One day I was working as a house painter 
and uh, it was Christmas Eve, it was very hot, and I was sitting uh, out the front of a house, I was painting a fence, and uh, I was having a good time painting the fence, I was doing my very best to have a beautiful looking white picket fence, and uh, the guy I was working for, he uh, knew me from church, and he loved Jesus, kind of got it, and he was a really good boss to work for, and just before lunch, I kind of got up to stretch, and when I did that, I accidentally kicked over a bucket of paint, and the bucket of paint, or it was like a tin of paint, just kind of went straight down the footpath that I was on, and the paint went everywhere. I'm like, oh no, that is a lot of money of paint on the, the pavement, and these people are not going to want the front of their, out the front of their house covered in paint. They're going to be like, this is, this is really bad for us. This looks terrible. You are the worst painters in the world. I'm like, how do I clean this up? I'm like, I don't know how to clean it up. I have only been painting houses for three months. I've got no idea what to do. And so I went and found my boss. I'm like, how do I clean up this paint? And he's like, Tom, it's lunchtime. You go and have lunch. I will clean up the paint. I'm like, no, really? I can do it. I can do it. It's like, you go have lunch. I'll clean up the paint. It's like, all right. So I go and have lunch, and he spends the next, like, 15 minutes, 20 minutes cleaning up my mess. And then he comes in, and he sits down for lunch with us, and then he hands me and the other guy who are working, he hands us both envelopes. I'm like, oh, man, this is, I'm getting fired for kicking over the paint. And I open the envelope, and there's, like, money inside of it. There's a Christmas bonus for me, the worst employee there is. And he paid me money. He's like, happy Christmas. I just cleaned up your mess, and here's some money off you go. Like, that is a servant. Here's my boss. He could have, he could have said, look, you're going to clean that up until it's clean. He could have said, look, you cost me a lot of money. You're done working here. But he said, I will clean it up, and I will then pay you money because I am someone who loves you. He's serving me when he didn't need to. We need to be people who say, we are going to serve other people. And you know what Jesus did when he washed the disciples' feet? He didn't just wash the feet of the disciples who liked him. He washed the feet of Judas. Who knows what Judas was about to do that night? Does anyone know what Jesus was about to do? Sorry, what's he going to do? He's going to get the Jesus. They were going to get Jesus. Yeah, so he went and got the soldiers to arrest Jesus and then take Jesus to the cross. And he washed Judas's feet. The guy who was about to have him killed, he washed his feet and served him too. So when we go out and serve other people, we need to even serve the people that we don't like, serve the people who don't like us. We love them because God has loved us even when we were His enemies. And I have tried to do this. I've, it's really hard to serve people who are your enemies. There was a guy who didn't like me much, and I didn't like him much recently, and uh, we both knew that we just weren't getting on very well. And then I saw him one day, and he had this, you know, this large portable pool that he had to clear of water. And he was going to have to, like, scoop it all out like ha- by hand. I was like, man, that poor guy, but sucked in because, you know, don't like him that much. And then I'm like, oh, actually, I've got to love my enemies. I've got to serve my enemies. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go offer to help him. So I went up to him. I was like, do you need a hand with that? And he was like, no, I'll be okay. I was like, great, see you, bye. And then I left, and I didn't help him at all because, you know what, I didn't really want to help him because he was my enemy. You know, it's really hard to help people that we don't like. 
But the Bible tells us that we have sinned against God. We have hurt Him, but He still loved us. So we need to serve the people who don't love us. And the last thing that I want to say is this. If God has served us in His Son, Jesus Christ, and we need to serve others, then there is no job that is too lowly for us. If Jesus took on the job of a slave, then we need to take the low, be willing to take the lowest job. Because if there's any job that we turn down, then we're saying we're better than Jesus. Jesus says that no servant is greater than their master. And so if we turn down any job because we're too good for it, then we're saying, I'm too good for Jesus. Because he took the lowest job. He was willing even to learn for us. Sometimes in my job as a guy who goes to schools, I hang out with chaplains. And chaplains, we, I walk around the school with them, and they go and pick up rubbish in the school. Have you seen teachers do that? They see some rubbish and they pick it up. And I've thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to serve like that. I'm going to pick up rubbish when I go to schools, because that'll show that I love the school. So I went to a school. I walked around. I'm looking for rubbish. Where's the rubbish? And then I see some, and I'm great. I'm going to pick it up. And I'm like, is anyone looking? Someone's looking. I feel like an idiot. Oh, man, I'm never doing that again. You know what? I've never picked up any rubbish ever again because I feel like an idiot because people are going to be like, look, there's the guy that just walks around picking up rubbish. He comes into our school and just picks up the dirty things. What a weirdo. But, but if Jesus was willing to clean up my rubbish in my life, then why should I not clean up the rubbish of other people? Why should I think that I'm too good for helping to clean up someone else's school? I'm not. So I need to learn to serve that way as well. So the question I want to ask you guys is this. What are the things that you can be doing to serve other people? Who are the people that you can love who you don't want to love? Who are the people that you can serve who maybe no one else is serving? What are the things that you can do to be a servant like Jesus? If you are someone who isn't a Christian, you say you don't follow Jesus yet, then what this story means for you is that there is Jesus. He is the most powerful person in the universe, but He became the least powerful person for you. That He died on a cross that you might be friends with God and you can put your trust in Him and know that He has served you. That He has saved you if you trust in Him. The most powerful person came to be a servant for you. And if you are someone who loves and follows Jesus, then the challenge for you is to not think of yourself as too good for any job, to think of yourself too good for any person, but to be willing to serve and love and love others because Jesus has served and loved you. He served and loved you like the way that He served and loved the disciples. He served and loved you by the way that He died and rose again so that you might be in God's family. What can you do to serve and love others? I'm going to say a really quick prayer. And then I think you guys are going to break up into groups. Lord God, I thank you uh, that you sent your son Jesus and that Jesus was not too good for us. That though he could have lauded his power over us, he did not. He came to serve us. I pray that we will be people who are willing to be servants just like him. Who are willing to give up our position and our power to look like an idiot for him that we're willing to love the people who don't love us back because you loved us when we didn't love you. I pray, Lord God, that we will be changed by you so that we might be able to serve like you.
Amén.